Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Starving Writers Guild Anime, Manga, and Comics Podcast. I'm your host, DMC. It's great to have you back here. Uh, unfortunately, I do have to start with a bit of bad news on my end. Uh, I lost my uh, maternal grandmother uh, these past couple of days, and that was one of the reasons why uh, I didn't record, and I, honestly, I just didn't feel like it. Um, she's someone I've been close to, I mean, all my life, and... It was something we knew was going to happen, so there was there was some grace extended there. It's just, um, I was, at this point in time, I'm a little relieved is the word I would use. I mean, she's no longer suffering. Uh, I know where she ended up. Uh, I know where she stood with, uh, with the Lord. And that doesn't make it any, I mean, it makes it a little bit easier, but it's still losing someone that you've loved and has loved you for many, many years. And... I have been extremely blessed uh, by her and my grandfather before he passed, uh, um, goodness gracious, uh, 15, 16 years ago. Uh, and the two of them were just exactly what I needed growing up. So I would like to just you know, take a moment for her and just wanted to mention that to you guys. Uh, you know, prayers are definitely appreciated, but mostly uh, don't worry about me too much. Don't worry about my family and how they're handling that, my mom and her sister. Um... Uh, they're the ones who are being hurt the most at this point in time. Uh, but other than that, uh, on to hopefully cheerier subjects, uh, I will be uh, discussing what I've been watching since the last week's book. I have, I finished uh, season four of Agretzko and had a lot of fun with that. It, I mean, it wasn't that long. I benched it an entire day. Uh, you know, 10 episodes and only like, what, like 16 minutes a piece. Um, no, I say that and I'm trying to remember what actually happened. <laughs> okay. Oh, I do. And gotta say, I, I love the introduction of the, uh, the new CEO. He was a you know, fun, you know, is he a villain? Is he a good guy? Kind of thing. Um, loved the way that, uh, Tone and Retzko's, uh, <clears throat> relationship developed you know, as you know, boss and uh, employee, he's always been a very fun character throughout this entire series. And and they're dragging on the Hida thing forever. So, you know, at this point, either do it or don't. I, I kind of stopped caring. <laughs> See, other than that, uh, I finished Hawkeye. And gotta say, really enjoyed that. It was a little clunky towards the end. I would have preferred a better... A conversation between Clint and uh, Yelena about what had occurred with Nat, and uh, trying to think what else. Um, the no, what else bothered me about that? I can't remember off the top of my head, but definitely a nice setup to eventually when they get to the Echo series. I'm looking forward to that. Really hoping that by that point, uh, Daredevil appears. So, yeah, Hawkeye, I, I'd give it a. 7.5 out of 10 overall, maybe. And, yeah, that's about it. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, I did uh, also rewatch uh, Spider-Man No Way Home with uh, my father and sister last night. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I've already talked about it, so I won't go over it too more. Now, as far as everything else goes, uh, Ultraman Nexus. Wow. Uh, talking about sticking the landing. It, it did that and more. And it has easily risen to one of my favorite Gun uh, Gundam series. <laughs> a completely different thing there. Uh, 
Ultraman series, I should say. Uh, and gotta say, it was a gutsy move not to have your main protagonist start off as Ultraman, uh, as is the case for the other ones. And for some of you out there who haven't seen it, it's it drags that on for a bit, but it does so in a good way. And the uh, obviously at some point, you know, he's gonna become Ultraman, and when he does, it's worth it. And you, yeah, I, I, that's all I'll say with that. I also started Ultraman Max, which, uh, from what I understand, Ultraman Nexus uh, was not a ratings darling when it came out, which I it makes sense. It was a darker and edgier. It's not geared towards children. It was a more serious. Uh, so they went back to form with Max, and so far it's been pretty good. I have no real big complaints about that, uh, but I'm only like four or so episodes in, so I can't really give you an overall, this is amazing. But I believe that's about it. It is time now to go into our comics discussion for this evening, starting off with The Amazing Spider-Man, issue 81. This is Beyond, chapter 7. This is written by Saladin Ahmed. This is drawn by Carlos Gomez, Brian Valenza, and uh, Joe Caramagna. Well, well, well. Good old Spider-Man. Uh, we start with uh, an intel meeting where uh, Maxine is discussing a creature known as Rhizo. Oh, excuse me, no. Um, oh, gosh, what is your name? I, I, no, no, no. There it is. It is Marcus. Marcus. Thank you, Pastor Christian. And Marcus is discussing uh, with Ben uh, how, you know, it, this creature is bulletproof, kind of hits like the thing, and has been causing problems in the city. And <clears throat> Marcus tells him, this is an important opportunity, Ben, a chance to show that Spider-Man cares about the whole city. And Ben says, you know, it's a little weird to refer to pe people losing their homes as an opportunity, but I got you. Don't sweat it. Marcus says, oh, one more thing. We estimate a 79% chance you'll cross paths with the unauthorized Spider-Man operating out of Brooklyn. If you do, you are contractually obligated to enforce Beyond's trademark. Min says, well, that sounds ominous. Oh, don't be so dramatic. No one's talking about anything scary. You just need to suggest you change his name. The R&D guys suggest Stryker or Stinger. Stinger's not a bad name for Miles, but he needs to be Spider-Man. Uh, which both tested well. <laughs> Let him know beyond a serious about protecting its intellectual property. I'll be sure to do that. We done here? Yes, we're done. Awesome. Ben leaves uh, his uh, web gliders. Uh, ben leaves using his uh, web gliders that he's gotten uh, recently. And uh, at this point, he goes to the scene of the crime, uh, talks to some of the civilians there and the fighter fighters, and Rhizome has already left, so they ask him if he's going to be helping, but he says, oh, that's not really my assignment. And we get off, uh, and someone asking, like, on the scene, who the hell are you? And we get, that is what I want to know. As Miles appears and uh, confronts Ben, says, I know the OG Spider-Man's voice. You're close, but you're not him, and you sure as hell aren't me. So who are you? Uh, well, buddy, I, I got to tell you, I got very little patience these days for Spider-Man imposters. And uh, this is, of course, referring to uh, the clone saga that Miles went through because that's what Spider-Man do. They just encounter clones over and over again. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, ben says, don't call me that. And he starts to try and slug. Uh, Miles, he gets out of the way. Whoever you are, you're dangerous. But Ben says, will you just listen? And they attack each other over and over again as the civilians are going, like, why would they do that? And in the midst of this, Ben says, oh, look, this is crazy. People wouldn't want... And he says, oh, crap, big mouth. 
But this actually stops Miles, uh, who perches on some of the uh, rubble there. And uh, he says, you, you really are his friend, huh? Friend might not be the right word exactly, more like an estranged brother. But I'm doing this with his blessing, I swear. Since he's been in the hospital... Hold up, Pete, uh, Spider-Man's in the hospital? Yeah, it's pretty bad. What happened? Uh, long story for another time, but the Beyond Corporation helped me. The Beyond Corporation? You're working for those fools trying to sue me for being Spider-Man? Uh, hey, I don't know anything about... And get uh, one of the uh, pieces of rubble that was standing uh, is now falling, almost attacking... Well, attacking if rubble can attack. Uh, smashing into uh, several civilians, but both Spider-Man stop it. And Ben says, you down to stop arguing long enough to track down this killer rutabaga? And Miles says, yeah, let's do it. You know what? I think we've actually met before. Those interdimensional spider wars are insane. Uh, this is, of course, referring to uh, Spider-Geddon, which was a sequel series to Spider-Verse uh, that Ben and Miles were both participating in. I can't remember if Ben was in a Scarlet Spider suit in that or not. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, and they found Rhizome. And... They try and attack him. Uh, Rhizome speaks kind of like the Hulk. It's like, spiders can't stop Rhizome. Rhizome, break all buildings. No more brick and steel. And then tries to confront him. But Rhizome uses some odd, like, root-based powers to attack him in this moment. Uh, Miles fires off a Venom Blast, but that's doing nothing. Uh, ben lands on top of him, trying to punch it. Saying, so, you know, we're not going to do this solo. We need to team up. And uh, Ben managed to web up Rhizome a bit, allowing Miles to Venom Blast him again. And Miles says, whoa, I can feel inside this thing. Something hard. And Ben says, ugh, gross. Shut up, man. I mean, there's, like, electronics in here. I'm going to try and short him out. And he Venom Blasts it again. Says it's working as Rhizome starts to uh, dissipate. The roots and vines are kind of leaving him. And there's a, a, a man there that Ben says, it's just some dude. Miles says, his powers aren't organic, they're tech, grafted into his skin. Uh, I'm guessing these devices destabilize cell structure enough to... Uh, wait a minute, I've seen this before, a version of it anyway. You gonna share with the class? A guy, uh, a computer program I've tangled with a couple of times, the assessor. His specialty is cooking up super-powered monsters. He, he's bad, real bad. Got it, I think I should report this sh to Beyond. Uh, you do that. Me, I'm going to try and follow this trail to shut him down for good. Well, maybe we'll cross paths again soon. You're not going to try to serve me papers or whatever then. We good? Yeah, we're good. See you around, Spider-Man. And Ben uh, returns to Beyond, uh, trying to find Marcus, but instead Maxine is there. And she tells him, Marcus is undergoing disciplinary action because he failed to properly facilitate your latest operation. I'm here to impress upon you the importance of fulfilling all your mission objectives. You're talking about that trademark garbage? I did what I could, okay, lady? What was I supposed to do, beat up a teenager? And there's a beat panel where it is heavily implied that's exactly what Maxine wants. <laughs> because she is evil, you know. <laughs> and she walks away and says, Beyond has given you a lot, Ben. The personal training, the therapy, the gadgets. Do you have any idea what the Manhattan market value of your apartment is? We even arranged to have Janine released from prison. We've done this because Beyond sees something in you. More than an experiment, more than an employee. We've invested tremendous resources in the belief that you can be a first-class hero. Now you have to ask yourself, are you willing to do what is necessary to be a hero, or are you going to throw it all away? And <clears throat> uh, Maxine leaves later on. She is told by a flunky all about uh, Octavius looking into uh, the Beyond Corporation's dealings ever since uh, the last issue, 80 Point Blah. And 
she says, oh, so we have an octopus problem. Fortunately for us, Beyond specializes in solutions. And this seems to be a bit of the rhizome left behind. So, oh no, is it possible that Beyond was the one, were the ones who made rhizome? Like practically almost everything in this series so far? Who knows? So I'm feeling downer and downer the longer this arc goes. I mean, and it's not Ben's fault. It's uh, every time Marvel tries to do a, a selection of writers for Spider-Man, just like, uh, what's the word they use? A, a brain trust or something like that. Uh, to where, you know, the, so-and-so writes a couple of issues, so-and-so writes a couple of issues, uh, rinse, repeat. I mean, like the good thing about the slot run was it was always him. I mean, uh, uh, and Christos Gage every now and then to help him with some of the writing if I'm remembering correctly. So, I, it's hard to... Hmm, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's hard to get a good feel for Ben's story because it's so inconsistent. Because there's not just one person, maybe another person as well, like, ironing out all the details. Now, I will say, this is a nice setup since Saladin is writing this to Miles Morales, which we'll be getting into after this. So there's some synergy there, which is something I've been asking for, and I am very grateful for that. Uh, and it's more, uh, what's the word, natural uh, in this way than like in Devil's Reign going on right now. Even though it's only been one issue, it still feels odd that Ben is there when it should, really should be Peter. So, yeah, that's that. Um, we will move on to, uh, what that? oh, Miles Morales, uh, issue 33. This is written by Saladin Ahmed. This is drawn by Michelle Bandini, Eric Arseniega, and Corey Petit. Oh, well. So, uh, last we left, uh, Miles had just been served papers by the Beyond Corporation, so he's explaining this to Genki and how they managed to team up and work out the differences in this uh, moment. And uh, as they're talking, uh, Genki asks him, Oh, you met this new Spider-Man? And Miles says, yeah, he seems okay. We took out a supervillain together, which was, of course, Rhizome. Uh, which leads me to this. He says, I took it off the guy that we fought. Someone made him. And all the weird cell destabilization and manip manipulation tech baked into it made me think of the clones. Yeah, this supervillain Rhizome. I think the assessor was behind him. Ah, you okay? I know that guy, that thing hurt you pretty bad. And this was uh, all the way back in Miles Morales issue number eight. Uh, Iron Man actually in his annual tried to uh, attack the assessor as well managed to do some damage but didn't actually take him if i remember correctly because so he's the assessor is still around and for those of you who don't know the assessor is a new villain uh that uh came about in this series proper that has been watching over miles like trying to uh assess <laughs> if you'll pardon that uh his capabilities and abilities stuff like that uh so kinky says speaking of where is shift you introduce him to your parents yet? And Shift being one of the surviving Miles clones. And Miles says, nah, he's scared to. I keep telling him my parents might freak out at first, but they'll be cool about it. But for now, he's just laying low, living in the sewers. And Geki asks, uh, is that safe? Uh, I got him a prepaid cell phone and showed him how to use it so he could call me if there was a problem. I just, I don't know, Genki. Uh, it feels crazy to be responsible for someone else like this. Too much to handle. So let's focus on what we can't, what you can handle. You said this thing was attached to the dude's skin. Yeah, most of the pieces are standard issue, but that circuit board is—it's weird. Yeah, weird is right. The school's elemental scanner doesn't even have a record for whatever that chip's made of. 
And and looking at these readings, I know why. Let me see if I can... Ah, there. And he shows his phone to Miles. I've read about some companies experimenting with computer processors to integrate tiny interdimensional portals. Super unstable stuff. One company, the relatively obscure Asset Analysis Incorporated, has pursued the technology particularly aggressively. It's him. And Miles is left. You go to the sewers. So shift, you there. You get my text. Uh, shift appears behind him and says, Glurp, <laughs> scaring Miles. As he then hugs Miles. It's, it's good to see you too, bruh. Yeah, but uh, you're about to suffocate me. I get right to the point. I tracked some nasty tech to this company with an HQ on Staten Island. I think I might know where the assessor is, which makes uh, Shift upset. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. That's why I'm going after him. Felt like I needed to tell you, but I don't expect you to come. We both know how scary he is. I don't blame you if you want to. And Shift points at himself. Mouse says, okay, then. Here we go. And they both leave on a subway to uh, set analysis as Miles goes invisible, which uh, Shift apparently did not get as a... Uh, a night watchman has found him, and uh, he manages to uh, alert the people uh, protecting the place, and it's a bunch of mercenary types that attack Miles and Shift. As Miles says, you, you know, you don't save yourselves a beatdown if you just tell me where that evil sentient algorithm in the fancy suit is. And they're overwhelming him. He's asking, where is he? And Shift has grabbed one of the mercenaries up uh, by the with his hand, who's begging uh, who's begging and pleading for his life but then miles says hey hey shift we don't rip people's heads off you hear me we get grip as he drops him down hey he gave up already we got some stuff to talk about when this is done bruh you can't just oh boy as a bunch of uh, sentry robot drones are attacking them uh, now that the mercenaries have failed, and they both go after them. It's like, now these things we can rip into as many pieces as we want. So remember, children, killing humans is bad, but robots are A-OK. -okay. <laughs> Granted, these are the uh, non-sapient robots. So we'll move on from there. So after they defeat them, Miles says, alright, no use trying to be sneaky. He knows we're here. And Shift grabs him by the shoulder, and he asks, hey, what's up? What, the gold guard post, what? Hey, you're right. They're glowing. Some kind of trap. And he webs up one of them. Sure easily breaks for stone solid. A holographic projector. It's like the whole building wearing a mask. Let's tear it off. And he activates his venom blasts and manages to disrupt them as a very alien-like structure appears. And Miles asks, what? what is this place? And it's a fun little backup feature with shift in it, but we'll, we'll move on from there. Um, this was good uh, in stark contrast to what I was saying earlier. Uh, there was some good synergy between this and ASM uh, 81 uh, and Miles. Uh, it's I love the addition of Shift to his cast of characters. You, you get, I mean, he's not really his Ben. He's kind of like a more mixed-up Kane. <laughs> so to have that relationship between the two of them works really well. Uh, I wonder if the assessor is actually there. I wouldn't be surprised. Which means that they are definitely walking into a trap. Which I'm fairly certain means that the assessor wanted him to find the thing on uh, Rhizome. And he's working with the Beyond Corporation. Which, oh no! Who could have imagined they were doing something shifty like that? Oh well. 
we will move on from that to the Savage Avengers. Yes, that will be uh, issue number 27. Uh, this is written by Jerry Dugan. This is drawn by Patrick Zerker, uh, Zercher, uh, Hava Tartaglia, which I believe I mispronounced uh, Hava's, Java's name, or Hava. I'm still doing it. I think I said it with an E last time. Uh, so my apologies there. I'm still screwing it up, so I'm going to continue to apologize. And also Travis Lanham. All right, so uh, Kulan Gath is... Uh, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for here? Is covered by magical energy. And he laughs at all of them. Did you really think some magical knife of strange strangers could possibly harm me? I have consumed the power of Shumagorath. And he says, I... But then he starts coughing up blood. Why has my wound not healed? What have you done to me? And Strange says, I hope now you understand that a bargain is a bargain. And if you renege, you shall face an army of devils. What bargain? What are you talking about? Well, I was not speaking to you, Kulangath. I was talking to your master, Shumagorath. You sensed the other God's presence on the blade that magic just stabbed you with. A blood pact. The deal was simple. We kill you and Shumagorath gets his power back in return for leaving this dimension alone. And from the wound in Kulangath's chest... Uh, in a very eldritch scene, <laughs> Shumagorath starts coming in from it, uh, coming out from it with tentacles flailing. Kulangath says, I will not allow this. I, I must withdraw. And he tries to get a portal. And Conan says, You will, sh you shall not go nowhere. And slices off his arm. Says, Geth must not escape. And the Black Knight hits him with the ebony blade, uh, Black Widow with her um, venom blast. And Black Knight says, I take no pleasure in doing what must be done. But in Juggernaut stops him and says, hold on, he ain't going anywhere now. So before Gath can be killed, uh, we get uh, Shumagorath continually going through every uh, bit of, it, of Kulangath's body, creating more and more tentacles. and says, I am reborn. And Conan says, this is madness, Strange. We should kill them both. But Strange says, no, Conan. We run the risk of Gath winning in a two-front war. There is too much at stake. Wolverine says, yeesh, what a mess. And Magic says, wait, is this Logan? Are we still winning? <laughs> and Shumagorath says, strange. Conan, save me from being devoured. And that, oh no, this is Kulan. Uh, I, I would leave this dimension. Mercy, please. How can you trust Shumagorath? Strange says, silence, Kulan Goth. You sealed your own fate. Now, Shumagorath, we lived up to our end. And if I choose to chart my own course, what then? You would be opposed by the world's most savage warriors as they're all drawing guns and magic and the like on him and uh shumagorath laughs says fear not mortals i have much to occupy my next years as i devour my meal slowly <laughs> for a thousand years in the sarlacc <laughs> let us come away kulangath your end will be exquisite as shumagorath leaves via portal to whatever his eldritch dimension is and strange says it is done and it's hard to tell they're in kind of like this black silhouette so maybe it's magic that was the most metal thing i've seen all week now we feast hey when that shumagorath deal goes bad lose my number <laughs> strange says let's return to the land of mobile reception i'll make us a reservation at conan says no we dine in doom's halls he's the only one among us that eats like king should doom says the barbarian does not lie i love the relationship conan has established with dr doom <laughs> It's one of those pairings like I never would have thought about it in a million years, but they get along kind of well, which it just amuses me. So uh, they go over to Latveria, to Doom's castle, 
as they're all offering a toast. And Conan says, there's some of the fiercest blades that have ever flashed before me. Wolverine says, well, Conan sure knows his grub. Magic says, and we're all better for it. Kang says, there is one more nasty bit of business, I'm afraid. And Doom says, I suspected as much when you accepted my invitation. You seem best suited for the task, Kang. And what, does, and what Stephen does not know, well, it cannot hurt him. And Conan says, you are both kings. We have much to learn about setting aside conspiracies for one night of mirth. What is it that remains undone? Kang says, this is not the first time that Kulangath has survived death, nor is it the first time he has nearly succeeded in wiping us all out. Doom says, his ambition and cunning make him too dangerous to exist in any time. As strange as astral form appears behind him, says, going back to kill Hitler as a baby, are we? I can read lips. Doom says, strange, nothing is better asked of you in this matter. Nothing is being asked of you in this matter. This is Kang's purview. Return to your body and finish your meal unless you find my hospitality lacking. Kang says, I do not relish what must be done in... Strange says, I will not countenance the killing of an innocent, even one that becomes Kulan Gath. Yes, he may become a threat again, but I will not abide the murder of a child. Conan says, then it will fall to me. I will do what must be done. King says, let us get this over with, as he and Conan go back in time, uh, which makes Strange very upset for doing this. And uh, we get narration. Kulan Gath was, was a boy sold into slavery in ancient Stygia, Stygia more than 12,000 years ago. His most tender years were marred by horrific abuse at the hands of a sadistic sorcerer. Every moment of Kulangath's early life was spent in fear of the man who had bought him for the price of a pony. The pain visited upon the boy shaped Kulangath into the man who would one day ruin the world. Were it not for Conan and Kang, as Conan kills the sorcerer and uh, Kang follows up with a, a blast, he says, Die, foul sorcerer, and slices his head off. And he looks down to the boy and says, Kulanga, yes? Magic is foul, corrupting. It will enslave you like this wizard sought to. This, this you can trust as he offers him his blade. Take it. Steel is all that you can depend on. And Kang says, you prolong the inevitable, Conan. Conan says, you are free, so long as you swear to me that you will never learn the ways of the wizard. If you do, the miserable gray god Kroms will send you dooms. He will send me. I am Conan, a barbarian, and none ever survived me. I am not your slaver, I am your teacher. And you, when you have mastered the sword and can fend for yourself, you will never see me again. What say you? Do you wish to learn the way of the sword and never live in fear of evil wizards again? Yes, sir, Master Conan. Wow. Hard to believe this is ending in one issue. It's just it's just fun. it, In a really cool way... Uh, all these disparate characters who some of them really have nothing to do with each other, but uh, Dukin has made it work. And uh, we have been blessed by this. Uh, when Marvel owned Conan forever ago in the 70s, uh, he rarely, if ever, crossed over into Marvel Universe proper. Uh, I can only think of there was one what-if issue where he came to the future, uh, and... There was a Fantastic Four issue where Reed was in the past and Conan had like a, a cameo appearance, but I can't really think of any more. But so I I'm not up to date with all of uh, Howard's works. I've read some of them, so uh, I do like Conan, and I'm of course have watched uh, Conan the Barbarian with uh, Arnold in it, and that has always been a pleasure. So I'm sad to see this go, but we will move on from our comics discussion 
to our manhwa discussion. And we will now be in uh, solo leveling chapter, is this 177? That sounds about right. Sure, we'll say it's 177. <laughs> uh, so Antares, as he's being uh, sliced in half, says, I didn't expect that one, but it shouldn't have been possible. I'm certain I didn't see a gate when I first arrived here, as some of the rulers have shown up with... Uh, and he says, an enormous amount of energy would have been required to connect the two worlds. So how is the ruler's army here? Were you aiming for this the entire time? To distort space with the clash of great powers, bringing your allies from the other world here? The reason you distracted the army and the reason you brought me here? I simply thought it was because you wanted to have an undisturbed fight. But there's no way you could have communicated with the rulers. And Sang Wu says, there was a way. The vessel of the rulers, the vessels that they lend powers to, were still here. And we get some of the hunters uh, that have been blessed with this. And then Terry's asks, Oh, is that so? So you used the vessels to prepare a gate to this place. You found a way to win the war, even if you were to lose the battle. It's my complete loss for only looking at the smaller battle. It's you, isn't it? The monarch of white flames and the beast monarch. You're the one who commanded them to attack the shadow monarch. Did the monarch of white flame tell you this? As we get a flashback, <laughs> for those of you not in the know, uh, when this was translated originally, <laughs> all the random scribbles were uh, just uh, what they put in the dialogue boxes were wingdings. <laughs> this is what the Phantom has just called it, uh, the wingdings language. But we learn in this flashback, uh, of course, they were actually saying something to Sung Jin Woo. We, the readers, were just not privy to the information because they didn't want to give it to us <clears throat> uh, just yet. So Sung Jin Woo says, Ashbourne. Ashbourne wanted me to send you his regards. As he flips Alpha and Terry's, who tries to attack him, but in the midst of this, he is stopped by uh, some of the ruler's army. It's, it's the brightest fragment of luminosity. And Terry says, the world is covered by such bright light and such dark shadows. I didn't have any chance of winning from the start. I shall wait within a true eternal rest, not the illusionary eternal rest that you created. <clears throat> I shall meet you again there. Sanjibu says, don't worry. I'll see you again soon enough. As uh, one of the rulers goes down, says, you've ended our war. Uh, I don't know how <clears throat> I could ever show my appreciation. I don't know if this could be called showing your appreciation, but I do have a request. A request? It's something only you can do for me. I would do everything within my powers to aid you. Just once more. Could I use the cup of reincarnation just once more? Did you just ask whether you could use the cup of reincarnation to turn back time? That's right. Even if you were to turn back time using God's gadget, the consciousness of the higher beings will still remain. You'd still do it even though the deceased monarchs would come back to life with their memories from this life intact. That's right. And once you turn back time, I want you to not send anyone to Earth. I will take care of the monarchs and their armies by myself in the dimensional gap. You're willingly taking on the entire war all by yourself? What's your reason for doing this? We've used a cup of reincarnation many times, but this is the best result we've gotten yet. He says, I lost too many people in this battle. And I want to bring them back. The durability of the cup of reincarnation has almost been exhausted. If you were to fail this time, you won't be able to turn back time again. If you stop now, you could be remembered as the hero who stopped the invasion of the monarchs and forever be remembered by the people. However, 
No one will be able to remember the fight you are getting into now. If you are to lose, the fragments will be waiting for you. And even if you are to win, no one will be there to congratulate you. And you still wish to turn back time? The sun smiles. We get photos of his family, of uh, Cha slaying some of the <clears throat> uh, monsters. And uh, his, uh, oh gosh, I always forget this guy's name. He always calls him Young Nim, which I believe is uh, a brother, uh, a non-horrific in Korean that he worked with. And Sung Ji Woo in the present says, I will go back in time. So the ruler says, so you want to save not just a portion of the world, but the entire world with your own hands. You will be able to carry on everything by yourself. Reminds me of Ashbourne, your predecessor. I understand. I wish you the best of luck. He says, wait. What would happen to the shadow soldiers which didn't exist in the past? The beings which overlap with the past would perish, and the beings which do not will remain. He smiles and says, got it. I'm ready now. Uh, uh, may your courage save your world. As he drinks from the cup, and time is reverted. Well. Uh, I am disappointed. We'll say that. I am disappointed with how the series has gone. I don't expect, you know, the greatest of writing from solo leveling. Uh, as we've noticed these past couple of chapters, I've had my issues with it. And <clears throat> it's... It's a bit of a cop-out. Uh, since I'm recording this later uh, than normal because of the events that have been happening, I already know what's happening in the next chapter, and that has not risen my spirits in this regard. So I I don't like this. It's cheap. It's a bit of a cop-out. And I know that there, there are stakes in that, you know, all the relationships he's built up you know, won't have happened the same way. Like, he'll have to put extra effort in. Like, he'll have memories of times they had that they won't know anything about. Um, so I get that there is something to be lost here. And it truly does fit the title of Solo Leveling because he'll be the only person fighting everyone. So there we go, folks. But it's still a little cheap. Uh, as someone who writes a, a character... Uh, characters who have access to time travel it's it's one of those things where you have to know at a certain point well if they have time travel why couldn't they go back and fix this well there need to be consequences for doing that uh it could be well you say this person someone else dies or or 20 people die or it causes something worse to occur you know if uh you murder baby hitler as well as our example in Savage Avengers, well, maybe someone ten times worse appears. And it's not just, you know, the Jews and Romani and the you know, LGBT community that are being wiped out. It's, you know, other, uh, way more. He expands it, well, maybe it's only Germans who are true Aryans in that sense. And, you know, there's, there's got to be stakes when you have a character who can utilize time travel. And one of the ways I have that in some of what I have in books that have been written but not uh, published yet <laughs> is that, you know, there are fixed points in time. I mean, if you're going to go your, your Doctor Who kind of way of doing things, if uh, your absolute point or whatever it was in uh, uh, Loki, it's this idea of there are things that have to happen. And if you try and change things, bad thing is going to happen. Like reality is going to shift in terrible ways. 
So for him to go back in there to essentially be very little wrong with what happens, I am not a fan of. And I love solo leveling, so let me get that out. Like I said before, it's power fantasy. It's everything you want, you know, in that package. of. Yeah, sometimes you just want to see some guy kill some fools. <laughs> and the story doesn't matter as much. But it, it's still something you love, so you want it to have a good ending. And I, I had misspoke a couple of of uh, podcasts ago apparently uh, maybe this is one of the episodes that got lost uh, apparently there's not like 20 or so chapters left to tell the story uh, from what I've been reading uh, on the subreddit it's that <clears throat> that it's more an idea of well it could be one or two chapters left it's like whoa 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 we went from like 20 to 25 to 2 so I don't know who to believe anymore so I'm all over the place, which, by the way, since I mentioned that solo leveling is ending, I'm trying to find something to replace it. Uh, there are a couple of manhwa I've been reading, not all of whom uh, I really enjoy in the way that I'd like to talk about them. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you a list of a couple that I, I am uh, reading right now, like the, the Max Level Hero Returns. Uh, it's a similar kind of power fantasy kind of thing. Um... It's enjoyable, but it's kind of like, well, I, I might be able to talk about it. It's only like 50, 60-some chapters in. Uh, I'm also uh, reading through uh, Memorize right now. Same thing, power fantasy. Uh, but apparently that's connected to a series uh, called like Second Something of Gluttony or something like that. So I'd like to read that first in addition to Memorize. So that um, Second Coming of Gluttony, maybe that's what it was. So if I were ever to discuss it on the podcast, that I had all the context for it. Uh, trying to think, um, Omniscient Reader's Viewpoint is a very, very good series. But it also requires, like, for me, every time I read it, it's like, I have to read, uh, read this with, you know, a toothpick, just going through everything. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, that's definitely a reference to 25 chapters ago. Uh, that's a reference to 52 chapters ago. And uh, who was this person again? And they were related to this person here. It's like, I need a PhD in like everything to understand what's going on. So I don't know how fun that would be. Maybe if you really like hearing me squirm. <laughs> uh, that could be fun. So I'm considering that. There's not really, there's a couple more I've read, but... I mean, not really that I'd bring up on the podcast proper. Maybe if they get better. Um, so I'm more well-versed in manga than I am manhwa. And it's just something I'm going to have to take some time to consider. If I had to choose one right now, I would say Max Level Hero. Maybe. But I'll figure it out. Uh We'll see what happens. I may do it as soon as solo leveling ends, or I may start before that. Uh, we shall see. Uh, we'll move on to our final Manwa chapter of the night, though. Uh, Tower of God. This is Tower of God, uh, chapter 514. And well, well, well. Uh, we get uh, inside of, uh, apparently, White's mind. Uh, we get him uh, holding his hand to his face. I can't quench my thirst. No matter how much I drink. Hey, you over there. Are you okay? As he turns around, and uh, this is Vicente, uh, who is one of the many beings within white. So you are Joaquin? 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 I'm going to say Joaquin. It's H-O-A-Q-I-N. Uh, Vicente, why are you here? I was meditating. Reading while listening to the waves helped me settle my mind. Oh, I see. Then I'll leave you to it. 
Uh, Joaquin, since we met like this outside, how about a small talk? And they go to discuss things together with each other. This ah, sitting down helps a little. It's always beautiful, of course. It's one of Father's swords, as we see the sword in the sky. A sword that never stained with any blood, even after cutting someone. That sword is the goal of every swordsman in the Arya family. Arie. A-R-I-E, however you pronounce that. Are you always on edge because you have such a high goal? What? Are you trying to pick a fight with me? You're the strongest in your age group, but you always seem to fret. Are they brothers? Is that what it is? I, I can never remember White Situation. I read the, read the Hell Train chapters forever ago, so my memory sucks. <laughs> uh, Vicente, you, on the other hand, don't look so ambitious even though you're talented. Well, that's not true. I'm ambitious, too. It just doesn't show because I always control my mind. You really talk like an old man. I feel thirst. Thirst? Right. Thirst for power. I get stronger as I gain more power, but my thirst gets stronger, too. Well, it's natural to desire for more power as you get stronger. But my fear is getting stronger, too. Yeah, I feel like I'm taking a different road than the one father took. I don't think he was greedy like me when he was building up his power. So if I keep getting stronger like this, I feel like I'll never get a hold of the power like father, like fathers that I desire so much. The waves crashing against that sword sound as if they're criticizing me. So I keep running and straying away. Joaquin, you're not the only one. I feel the same. As Vicente grabs him, all our brothers have the same pain as you. I also ran away from father's sword. That's why I'm reading this book. To use the spell written in this book and possess greater power, let's do it together. We get narration. It was me who raised a soul-eating monster inside me, but I wasn't the only one who mastered the spell to use that monster. No, perhaps he mastered it before me. As we get out in the present, uh, seemingly white is still up in the air. As uh, Kuhn reacts, huh, his hair? It's gotten short. Thank you. You made White escape to his inner self. And Rock asks, Are you the other self of White Turtle? Kunes, White escaped to his inner self? That means you're a turtle with multiple personalities. <laughs> I guess you can say that. White hid inside. Looks like it was a big shock for him to lose to that boy. I took that chance to come out. Oh, whatever. So are you my enemy or not? Are you our enemy or not? Well, what do you think? What, that punk? <laughs> As a portal be appears behind him, Asensio comes forth from it. And Akunas, did you really catch that mouse to come out? And he says, no, I couldn't. So we get uh, a flashback of him essentially cheating uh, against uh, Mouse in this, who explains that he was a species that was destroyed in the midst of uh, Yasrach's campaigns. So... He doesn't really trust him, but he's not excited about what's going on. And Asensio makes him promise, like, hey, don't tell anyone what happened here, or I'm going to go catching a mouse. <laughs> because the Coon family hates to be stabbed in the back. And Mouse, of course, promises to do this and lets him go. And he looks up, but is that white? He seems to, become, to have become smaller. And his hair is shorter. I think I can beat him easily as he <laughs> blows up some bubble gum. <laughs> And Sinta uh, says, no, uh, enough with fighting. Just like Joaquin, my ambition is directed at my father, but I have no grudge against you all. Uh, and 
says, but they're still walking inside of you. Why do we have to miss this golden opportunity to get rid of that guy? It won't be easy for White to come out. I can control him while his mind is weak now. Besides, don't all of you have no time to lose? Your participant lost consciousness, and isn't that boy's master waiting beyond the wall? Plus, the game has only a few turns left. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be not that fa wouldn't it be not that favorable spending more time here because of me? That's a little awkward. Uh, and since you asked, what's your call? I don't really care what happens. And Kuhn thinks it's annoying, but he's right. This game has a time limit. It's a good opportunity, but we must not forget the original objective of this battle. Besides, that guy looks pretty smart too. And out loud he says, I guess we don't have a choice. All right, we'll stop fighting here. That's a wise decision. And at the finish line, they all appear, including Arya, who Kuhn is uh, wondering why she is following them. Uh, she asks, you know, because I'm a traitor, I really have nowhere to go. <clears throat> and they leave. Uh, participant bomb has arrived at the finish line, teleporting to the destination. As dinner arrives, uh, and we get Wariun for the first time, and it feels like forever. Uh, I love her. One of my favorite characters in the series, and she is looking stunning in this panel. And she says, good work, but didn't I not see the most important person? And there's a lighthouse driving behind Kuhn, and says, he's inside my lighthouse. He's unconscious right now. Well, it sounds like you had a rough time again. You even brought along all these, all these weirdos. It's not like I wanted to, either. Let's hurry, before Jin, Jin Sung Ha gets locked up in the suspendium. We need to go over that wall. And we get a huge suspendium behind the third wall as we go over. And uh, talking about uh, Bomb's Master, it's like, hey, don't come here, Bomb. The one waiting in front of here is too high above you. So was Bomb's power up by absorbing White's energy enough for this coming fight? I'm going to say by himself, no. It's definitely going to take some strategy uh, to rescue his master, if that's even possible. I have not read ahead of what has been released Raw-wise with Tower of God, outside of the chapter after this, which uh, was released last week. So, uh, this was good. Um, getting getting the band back together again, uh, seeing Wariyun after all this time, it's just fun for me. Like I said, this is one of my favorite characters in the series. I love her design. I love her uh, shifty nature. You never quite know where she's at, even though we kind of know she's like all towards what Bomb wants right now. If she's going to be snarking the entire time. <laughs> Maybe she'll surprise us later on, but I don't think so. Uh, and that is it for our manhwa tonight. So uh, thank you all once again for joining us here. Uh, we are a starving writers guild. We are writers helping other writers uh, help publish their own works and uh, figure out the publishing industry. It is really tough out there. So, we, and we edit, uh, offer editing services as well. Uh, we are MC Ashley, uh, John Transylvania, and Barbara Page. You can find our works on Amazon.com as well as our website, StarvingWritersGuild.com. And uh, please, for the podcast, if you feel so inclined, leave us a five-star review. It really helps. And I do believe that's enough. So until next time, see ya.